Divorce Devil Podcast, a show tailor-made for those stepping out of the divorce recovery space. Follow your hosts, David and Rachel, as they dive into the all-too-familiar shitstorm of the more-than-interesting end-of-the-road divorce topics, stories, and discussions. While realizing it can be a trying stage, they have been where you are and understand the struggle. And yes, the struggle is real. They know that recovery can be such a clusterfuck. Check out the podcast if you feel like you're juggling chainsaws, then strap in and hold on for some honesty, authenticity, and hard-in-your-face irrefutable truths. This innovative podcast is not for the faint-hearted, so if you can't handle the certain truths, just keep it moving. If you can, welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody out there, to Divorce Tub episode 166. 166, uh, David Rachel on the mic, uh... We are your premier people divorce, to devil, talk about okay. healing okay. from divorce. I got an accent all of a sudden. Age over 40. And it, we are your premier people. Premier. Yeah. We're, hey, we're part of your village. Which uh, segues into our topic today, uh, establishing your tribe. This is the third. Fourth. Or, whoa. This is the fourth. Damn it. David's the had no fourth, sugar for seven or eight days. Um, he can't remember because his body is like This so is the depleted. fourth episode session of the 10 episodes of? The Challenges. The Challenges. Yeah. The 10 Week Challenge. 10 Week Challenge. So this is week four. And we hope you've done some of the work yes. from last week. because Even just cheat. Just, just, just lie to us. Yeah. Just yes. say, yes, I did all the steps. And make us feel better because we try to make y'all feel better all yes. the time. And I flossed. It's be nice <laughs> to get some of that love back. Yes, I floss every night. Yes. Lie to me. Okay. Talk to me. Yes, anyway. I floss for two days before I go to the dentist and use the water pick. And they're like, oh, you must floss every day. I'm like, yes, yep, sure yes, do. I do. So once again, establishing your tribe during your divorce or after your divorce and doing your um, recovery. Tribe can consist of your friends, your family, uh, workmates, uh, people you don't know yet. You yeah. know, there's people that come into your tribe who you don't expect. Like I met some people at uh, divorce recovery that I'm best friends with now because yeah. we all, because we are we're uh, yoked equally yoked from our experiences and i think your tribe will expand and contract and all the things depending on your life phase too like you know when you're a new mom you're looking for other new moms that are going yep. there but you're also looking for experienced moms going is this fucking normal or am i just insane or do i have postpartum depression because no one talks about it do i have post-divorce depression. Do I, am I going through Pregnancy and divorce. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's a new birth, right? It's a rebirth, a new birth. It's all, you know, cyclical. Look at that word. Yes, cyclical. Yeah, bicyclical. Yes. Bicycle. Riding a bike. Divorce is not like riding a bike, though. I want to (laughs) ride my bicycle. It's like trying to ride a bike with one leg tied behind your leg. Well, if you like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's karma, karma, karma sutra is cyclical. Blindfolded yeah. with half a helmet and your bike got one flat tire. Yeah. And your leg tied behind your head. There you go. I mean, that's, that's part of healing. That's 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 that whole face. <laughs> that is that whole face. Whole we love face. that whole yeah. face. That's the basket on the front of your bike. You can either like decorate it really nice and, and put some stuff in there. People see <laughs> she's flexible. Oh my God. Look at her basket. <laughs> Not to confuse with, with like your fucking bucket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, uh, who was it? Me and 
Valerie were talking about the buckets. Yeah. So I had to explain to her about the buckets. Okay, so once again, folks, we're going to go through the buckets. There's four buckets that you have when you're going through the horse. You Unicorn have the bucket. personal bucket, Unicorn. which is things that are positive in your life. You have the fart bucket, mm-hmm. which is not so positive. Things that pass in the wind. Yeah, pass in the wind. And you have your shit bucket Just when when stuff is like shitty and not good for yeah. you. But it's almost got, like a fuck bucket. And then you got the fuck it bucket. That's when you have to release all the all the yeah. things before. All all the shit. The, the shit the shit turns into fuck it. Because you gotta carp part <laughs> to part compartmentalize. That word. <laughs> You know you like my way better. Compartmentalize. I just say it slow. Compartmentalize. Yes, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Take the parts and even inside your bucket bucket, you have to say, you know what? This is this shit's at the bottom. This is at the top. It's a surfacey. I can There's kind different of different levels of the shit of, of the fucking there bucket. There has to be. Right? Damn, I like that. Because like you know, my first one was like my ex mother in law. Like mm-hmm. fucking, I can't do anything about it. I can't control her. I can't do anything. I can't change her. I can't do all the things. I can't deal with her right now. And in putting her in that bucket bucket, I healed all the way mm-hmm. to the top. And then it was a, it no longer has so a bucket. So what happens in if your face. bucket bucket has a hole in the bottom? Depends on how big it is. I mean, maybe I it drains by itself. I think that like happens. it naturally drains because you, you don't you don't remember. If you're shit. like me and have an ADHD brain with the object permanence, once it's out of your space, you forget it exists. And that's one of the things that I don't need to work on right now. I need other. I need to heal other things. So that was the last priority in my bucket bucket, right? So that I think, you know, in preparing for this week and like thinking about all the people that have been in my tribe that come and go, like have been there, haven't been there, all the things. um, I definitely feel like it's that proverbial ebb and flow. Like I have such a group, great group of girlfriends and guy friends and guy friends. Well, uh, damn it. We're going to focus on the girlfriends right now (laughs) because. Um, that at any moment I can call and say, Hey, I need you. Or Hey, this, or send a random funny t- emoji or uh, meme or something. And it'll get, Hey girl, thinking of you too. And it's not complicated. We pick up right where we left off. I got a ton of them, but I also have like my tribes families and I have, you know, they're extended family, however far back. Everybody into their has a role. Yeah. And so like, you know, some of my, best friends kids are like my kids and they're experiencing things and my kids are experiencing things. So those friends are also experiencing what my kids are experiencing. So they're all interconnected. And depending on where I'm at, like I just went back home and I saw my best friend of almost 25 years and she's been through so much stuff. And I had just realized how strong of a woman that this woman has been in my life, let alone her own. She's been through multiple um, types of cancer, you know, early on, she was adopted. She just recently found some family members. Like she's going through all these stages of her life and I'm excited that I can be there, but I'm not physically there. Mm-hmm. But I know in a moment of time, Boom. she would be there for me yep. and vice versa. So, and go ahead. in telling her how strong she is and letting her know that I see her, I see her strength and it doesn't have to be like, oh my God, you're the strongest person in the world, blah, blah, blah. It goes, I see all the challenges you've gone through and you're not complaining and you're not bitter and you're not this and you're not like, what was me? And I thank, can't thank her enough for being who she was, for letting me see what 
that looks like. Yeah. So, I've had so a role unspoken model. communication. Yeah. And so yeah. that she doesn't know she's my role model. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that like she understands me as a squirrel. She understands me as a mom. She understands me as a wife, um, as a friend, as a co-parent for her kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she also just lets me be me. And I think that, you know, we bust on each other so much because we're so comfortable in allowing ourselves to grow and heal however we need to. Um, that it's that, like you said, you, you don't always have to say it, but it's awesome to also be like, I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me be part of your life. I think you also need, need those negative parts of your bucket or of your tribe. Everybody can't be positive for you. Oh no, no. Yeah. No, you kind of need those assholes. (laughs) Well, I kind of rounds it out a little bit. Well, I keeps it real. Yeah. And I think we all have those friends that are so brutally honest. I think I'm that for a lot of people. And I didn't even know just because of who I am. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. You need to stop doing that. Or, I will take in all your shit until I'm like, you're repeating the same cycle over and over. You got to stop or I can't help you because it's draining me because I've told you a thousand times what you probably don't want to hear. But until you're ready to hear, I can't really help you. I can be a broken record if that's what you want. Um, I just heard this thing too. It's um, a husband and wife do this thing. It's like, do you want me to fix it or do you want me to listen? And a lot of times I think when someone comes to you, mm-hmm. your first priority is to fix them because you don't want them to be sad or you don't want them to be mad. Or you want, you don't want them to be disappointed like a child that doesn't, you know, their first job, they don't get the job that they want or they have to, or they break up with that girlfriend that they thought they were going to marry or boyfriend, whatever. And so a lot of times I know as a mom, as a nurse, as a, as a friend, I want to fix your problem for you, but I can only go so far. You want, you have to be able to want to fix yourself. So it's almost you talk about the role models. People don't know that they're actually guiding you into a positive space by what they're going through too. Yeah. Well, and again, like my girlfriend has been through breast cancer, um, colon cancer, you know, lost both of her parents very young, um, just lots of things. Mm -hmm. And so and I've always been there for her. And like, you know, when she had breast cancer, I went to like as many of the, sessions of radiation and stuff that she had. And I tried to go all the doctors with her, you know, I didn't know all the things she was going through because she didn't want to put that on me, but being a nurse, I knew what she was going through. And I was like, are you okay? Do you need me to do it? Like when they do the biopsy, it's basically Mm -hmm. getting a shot in your breasts. Like what? Like I know what's happening. What do you need from me? And a lot of times she didn't know she was in too much pain or she was worried like what's going to happen am I going to lose my breast am I going to have to have chemo am I going to have to do this what about my family what about my husband what about my friends what about all these things and we don't always know the struggles that our people are going through and sometimes the best way to be there for someone is not saying anything just going I don't know what you need but when you need it I'm going to keep asking if you need anything just be there just, just, um, I'm going to make up. the meal and I'm going to go shopping for you. I'm going to pick up stuff in the grocery store that I know you might or might not need. And I don't need to fix it. Cause again, I'm not a doctor, no. but I need you to know that I value so much that I need you to be okay. So I'm going to take care of you. So what are some of the things that people can do to um, expand their support tribe? Like uh, there's meetups, you, oh. know, you can go to meetups. Yeah. Uh, be careful though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> sometimes yeah. a meetup is not a meetup. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's, hey, do you like my wife? Do you like me too? You're like, yeah. wait, what? Huh? Joining, what are we doing? <laughs> joining a, um, a a hobby class or something. You know, yeah. uh, Rachel likes uh, volleyball and she likes plays. Yeah. So there's this opportunity to meet people there. I actually so. did. Like I started playing volleyball game right after I got, to, I was playing before, when we first moved here because I was mm-hmm. playing back home. And so. Did you meet anybody there? Yeah. I met See? people I still talk to and like, then they got me into the beach league, which mm-hmm. I love too. you know, more summer outside stuff like that. And then um, I've also gotten into like, um, just being outside and like talking to people and knowing like where to go and what to do. And I think a lot of people, my biggest one though, was the divorce group right out of like that commonality. And like we've said before, um, I didn't realize how good my divorce was going until I heard some of the other stories. Oh, God, yes. And you know, one of the ladies that I met, we bonded over our Insignificant. Yeah, because you got <laughs> um, like like in the same lane. I'm like, yeah, we're right through here, and I'm like, like in the two oh lanes. shit, that sucks. Or, yeah. you know, um, people with um, with uh, temporary restraining orders oh, and yeah. things like that. You're yeah, like, yeah. what? Or like you're what? they're missing, or you're like, yeah. wait, what? Like, what do you mean they they're missing? Try to kill you? What? Yeah, yeah. Or you did what to when where? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. that sounds like a true crime to me, but I think you just confessed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We, so I think. You know, some of the people we meet along the way, like happenstancely, like I met a couple people when I was going in, when I was going out more in like Castle Rock area, Littleton, all that stuff. I became friends with like some of the bar owners. And I think we talked about some of the, like the safety things when you're newly mm-hmm. dating. So like there's one of my friends, she owns a couple, two of the bars, you know, there's sister bars. And um, whenever I go in there now, she's like, Rachel, and I'm like, hey. So they still remember me from when I was dating, trying to be safe in it. And like, you know, like the angel sign and all yep. these different things, like how to, if you want a cab called and all that, if you need to know that, well, maybe put that link up there too. Well, um, it's a little different. You know, people think that online dating is increasing your bill. It's not no, no, so no, much. No, yeah. I think that is letting you know what you don't want in your bill. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's not more like, serious. yeah. A non-sugary, David. Yeah. Or the sugars, too. Yeah. Some of those crunchy sugars. <laughs> but yeah, I think, oh, um, damn, yeah. the, you know, because I think, too, all villages, you have, you know, the outliers, which are your acquaintances that you say, you know, mm-hmm. you see them at the grocery store. Hey, how are you doing? How's the family? Blah, blah, blah. So it's a big circle. That's it. Then there's like the outside the yeah. circle, inside the circle. Yeah. And, the, and, the and then you have, you know, your core, your core group of people that at any moment, if they needed you, you drop what you were doing and go help. Right. Um, Hold on. I think Amazon's here. And I I think what that entails too is when you're going through a divorce, you think that you are used baggage. You think that no one's going to want to be your friend. You feel like um, it's done. All your friends that you had before with your spouse um, are no longer going to be your friends. And sometimes that happens. David is going to get a package downstairs, so I have to keep talking. So if it's long-winded, you're welcome. Um, and some of those are good. Like, so some of the things that you find in 
your old relationships may not work now. And some of the new relationships work really good. And then you're like, you know what? That wasn't really healthy. Or if you were going out too much with a certain group of people because, you know, they were divorced too, or they were more partying or they were single, you may have been stepping into situations that weren't, you know, actually who you are. But I think after divorce, you really are trying to figure out who the fuck you were. I was married 24 years. I did not know who I was as a single person in this new era during COVID, like what was happening. So I think what happens is your village changes. It either evolves or you have to let it go. You know, one of metamorphosis. Yeah. So one of my best friends, when I, right when I was going through my divorce weeks before we were going through an issue with her and her husband where she was leaving him and all sort of stuff. And then a light bulb went off and she wasn't leaving him and she was going to take him to therapy and all the things. And then I'm like, didn't want to bombard her with my problems it was like, well, you should, you shouldn't get divorced because God doesn't want you to. I was like, well, I don't want your marriage because that doesn't seem like it's healthy. And have I you re- talked to her lately? Never. I haven't talked to her in four Since years. Since then, yeah. Wow, interesting. Um, I wonder at what point they are together. Uh, I think they're still together, um, just because we have mutual friends, and you know, um, just in the passing, talking about like their one daughter in college or something. Um, I don't even know how the conversation came up, but um, I I think too, is you have to be willing to let go of some of those things. And some of those friendships weren't great for you. Some of those friendships were like, I need you. 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 So it was taking you from your family, but you need that up front to realize it, you know, it's kind of, you you know, you got to go through the feels. And then you figure it out. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I look back, you know, that friendship did take a lot of my time because she was dealing with so much in her marriage that a lot of times I was helping with her kids. I was helping pick them up from school and I was the nurse so they could come to my house or, you know, the, and I did not mind sucking your energy, man. And I did not, again, and it didn't feel like that. And I was helping a friend until until it was my turn to need Mm -hmm. a little bit of attention. And it was, you're selfish. Why are you getting divorced? You shouldn't get divorced. And if you know me, like I am not religious at all. Like it's a chapter. And you know, and talking to other people, I was like, she literally is like God shaming me. Like God would be angry if you don't do that. I'm like, do you not even know me? Like that is not what I practice. So if you were really my friend, you wouldn't be pushing that on me. And again, I am a curious soul. I don't believe there's nothing, but I, I've had so much, so many issues in the actual buildings of religion mm-hmm. that, you know, it's really hard for me to to put a finger on what my actual beliefs are. And I'm working on that. And that's part of my healing. Yeah. And that's part of what I am. And a lot of our situations with that friendship is, you know what, I need to cut ties because it's not healthy for me because I'm not being heard. You're talking at me and you're not hearing me that that's not what I want. And then she started trying to give me marriage advice. And I was like, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's not where we're going to go with that. How do you coordinate personal growth through a transition of a village? Because I think our villages are always dynamic. Well, I think there's different characters in a village, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, have, so it's almost like it's it's almost like village. like the seven dwarfs. Oh, true. You know, there's dummy, there's yeah. there's knucklehead, there's sleepy, yeah. there's big Sneezy booty, doc. there's. There's, you're kind of stock, yeah. but you're also kind of like yeah. goofy. Is that one? Yeah, goofy. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, no, I think that's a Disney that's character. 
That'll be the sub episode. What are your names? What are your, your Disney characters? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> what are your seven Disney? What are your seven dwarf characters? Dwarf characters. But like I, I think too. I think I've always been this kind of person. I've always had groups of friends in different groups of stereotypes. So like in high school, I had friends that were athletes. I had friends that were in the drama club. I had friends that were, you know, more nerdy or goth or whatever the situation. So you had a nice mixture. Preppy, nerdy, whatever. Then I also had my school bus. They lived by me in my development, those friends. And they were all from different groups of friends Mm -hmm. and stuff. But I think even that village of my development, because I lived in like the Poconos and it was like big developments of like houses far apart, whatever, Mm -hmm. but like one or two main entrances. And so if it was a nice day, get off the bus. We're all playing football. Nice day in the summer. We're all at the pool. Then we're going to the lake. Then we're doing this, you know, so it was always someone to hang out with. And I think even those dynamics went through. Well, I'm mad at that one because they like the girl that I like, or I like this, or my mom and her mom are fighting. So now we have to fight. So it's like all these different, like dramatic characters in your life. And I think growing up, you learn like where you kind of fit in. And I kind of, I can kind of fit into most groups. Um, I I think to you need to, you, wherever, bot you are in your divorce you need to have people that are supportive that are going to call you on your shit that are going to be there when you don't even know what the hell your shit is when you're having anxiety attack and you're on the phone and you're like i'm gonna die and that the firemen have to come you know yeah. all the things but you still need those naysayers though a little oh bit, and then you, you also keep need you grounded yeah i would yeah. i have one girlfriend i'm like okay so if this isn't gonna go like if we were out or on a date i always had a friend with me that was like you know my hey and you need to go call or whatever and she'd be like you know we're not gonna do that <laughs> nope we're not gonna do that because a lot of times i'm like yeah let's do everything you know so um and i think it came to like i said with the drinking it came to where my priority was my son my had, older kids were out and stuff, and my yeah. it was my son. My son was the one that brought me to reality. Going, you can't drink this much. You can't do this. You can't you do that. Do that. And it's grumpy. going to start affecting him. Even if it was, I didn't know it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure at some point it was. You know, even now, my uh, daughter Tion and I have this conversation. She goes, "Daddy, you have one bunch of eclectic friends," <laughs> 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 and that's being nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of saying your friends are jacked, you have a very eclectic group of friends. And yeah. I do, you know, yeah. they they all they all fit in the puzzle. Yeah. And they all and they all fit weird in the puzzle. Yeah. And as you know, sometimes not all your friends. No, mix. no, 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 no. Because you definitely have your I'm um, going out to New York City friends. Oh, yeah. You have your I'm going on vacation to the shore, a family mm thing friends you got your we're going to vegas friends mm-hmm. you got your oh yeah you know the every levels. day like my kid has different this level. do you want to come to a baseball game because i don't want to sit there by myself and let's make fun of the other parents we have definitely definitely mm-hmm. and some of those friends cannot meet <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not even mix so yeah. so when you have a big wedding party you're taking your life in your hands oh, but yours it, was great but if it's really really big and no one can really talk. Yeah. If you can get it, the if bigger, you can the have better. Calm you and death. Yeah. That yeah. would be great. And make sure you don't have enough grills going. You got to have so, one of those and, weddings where it's like. Everybody's got to cook. 
everybody yeah. has their little headphones and each yep. one is a different color and you have to pick which ones are listening to each thing. That yep. would be interesting. Wow. You all get, we are family. You get hit the road, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> got back. No, 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 mine's going to be back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Back that ass up. Yeah. So I think it really, I think it's taken me all, it takes you however old you are, however stage yep. of your life you are to get to where you are. And we all have those friends that may or may not be good for you that you just can't let them go. Oh my God. Yes. And we also have those friends that they need to evolve to realize that they weren't doing a great job because I've had that too. I've had the friend that like, holy fuck, I messed up. I'm sorry. Yep. And you can forgive them, but not forget. And then it's almost like the beginning of that relationship again. And you, some of the thing, old things come in and some of the new things you're like, you know what? Look, you really have healed. Or I really am glad that you're in a space that you've recognized that you needed to work on. Cause I can't tell you anymore how Dang. to fix it. Isn't it great when you get, you, you finally either you get rid of that friend or that friend fires himself. Yeah. And Let you're the like, trash out. wow, that, yeah. that, that feels so good. Well, it's crazy because when I was talking about this, I was talking with my daughter and I was like, um, some of your friends are shitty. And she <laughs> was like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, well, what have we learned from? She goes, well, I haven't cut them off. Why? But I let them cut themselves off. Oh, there you and go. And so, okay. so kind of like fade to black. Well, and here's the thing too. Like a lot of her friends are coming to see her now because she's right next to New York City. Mm-hmm. So it's like this big adventure, right? So some of these groups are now meeting each other. And they're all like, she's shitty. Oh. She's shitty. And it's all the same person that's shitty. And so she's like, huh, maybe she's shitty. Oh. <laughs> so it took more than just her core group from school or her core group from, you know, New Jersey or whatever saying, yeah, no, she's not great. Yeah. She's not good for you. And be, just because you've been through some shit together doesn't mean they're good for you. I went to go visit a friend of mine on the East Coast a couple of years ago, and his wife is, is a real good friend of mine. Matter of fact, I was in their wedding. And uh, so I said, you know, and I met some of her girlfriends. You know, yeah. the, the, uh, the, and it was like housewives yeah. from East Coast. Yeah. And so, what you, um, so I took me? to the side. I said, said, I said uh, you know, those women aren't your friends. goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> I go good because yeah. <laughs> it was bugging me. But here's the thing yeah. too. You also have to be reminded yeah. that they're not. Cause like when I go back East, there's a handful of people I see. And each time I go back, it might be a different group because of the last experience that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, like my one girlfriend whose daughter just came to visit mm-hmm. here. Like we picked up, like we hadn't skipped a beat. Like yep. we were still working on those, those are special friends for Northwest yep. at the hospital med surge. And like, it was nothing. I also go back home and it's like, do you remember that we've known each other for 32 years? Oh, okay. And the time just goes. You're like, wait, you're divorced. Wait, what? When did you have a third kid? Like, yeah. Like, hello. I mean, my whole entire, like social media is my kids and my life. And, you know, I was like, were you really not paying that close attention? Cause like, okay, that's it. We're done. So I think villages, have, you know, I, I pretty sh- I'm pretty sure I'm the the, the town jester. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my role. Town jester. I'm like the shaman jester. I play multiple parts in this play. Um, you need a healing, I got you. You need a joke, I got you. So I don't know which gesture. Which gesture are you? I'm the one with the funky hat. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the cool jester. Yeah. You know, it's got the little um 
I think that's our, our challenge for today. Come yeah. up with your seven what is dwarfs. And, and they don't have to be dwarfs. They could be elves. They could be, and, wit- they could be um, court Hogwarts houses. They could yes. be, make up your own. Pick yep. out your Hogwarts houses or your elves. Or, you know, if you're into Lord of the Rings, do that. If you're into, you know. Figure out who, who plays what part. What? And that's your core village. Like, yeah. let's go with your core village. What roles will they play? Which roles? And sometimes they can have multiple hats like me. Like, I'm pretty sure that I'm the jester and the shaman. But I'm like the crazy shaman grandma from, like, Moana. Oh, she's, geez. like, dancing with the sea and the things. And she sings. And she actually sings well. I don't sing. I'm though. the shaman that's that's watching uh, streaming. I feel like you're me. one of the court jesters in, like, the Knights of the Round Table. Nah. Yeah, no, man, I'm chilling. That's what I'm saying. Like they were like, uh-huh, you know, where they're sitting out the thing, and that, that, that's not the ones that get like murdered. That's like too much energy. Yeah, not like Henry the Eighth's old. Or maybe I'm like Michael Jackson on "Remember the Time" Do with uh, with uh, Michael time? Jackson. I mean, Michael, not Michael, um, uh, the basketball player, Michael Jordan. No, <laughs> I don't remember that. Iman and. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I'm the guy. Behold, David Webb. Yes, that's me. I feel like you would definitely be an athlete because that pickleball I heard is like yep. game on. Game duh. on. Challenge. All right, everybody. So um, find your find dwarves, your, court, your elves, your, your dwells, houses, whatever. Dwells. Your dwells. Sneeze. What is your twelves? Dwells. <laughs> My dwarves, dwarves and elves, your dwarves. My dwarves. I'm gonna have. I'm definitely gonna have a squirrel, elf, dwarf, 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 dwarf elf. Can we say dwarf yes. anymore? Is that politically correct? Well, in short people. No, no, we're talking about the fables, Disney, not real people. Yeah. Disney character. Yeah, yeah. The characters, not characters, the real people. Yeah. All right, everybody. Everybody. Right. Everybody. That's Find it. your village. Tell your village you see them. Tell them that you appreciate them. Even if it's just a tiny gesture. Not gesture. 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 Okay, yes. Um, Let them know. Hey, send them a little baby text. Hey, thinking about you. Hope all is well. Give me a call sometime. Uh, Next episode is... Into the next episode. Tribe. Oh, Overcoming Anger. My favorite episode. Oh, David, you are ready for this one. Yeah. I need to work on anything. I know, like, I need to work on my anger. What anger? I need to be more angry. <laughs> you, you're not angry enough? I hold it in so long, and then Let it comes it out, and it's just, like, makes no sense. Anger's kind of like a fart. If you hold it in too long, it gets wet. You get a bellyache. No, it gets wet. No, that's it, and, 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 then, and then it becomes a, sh- a short. No, my anger comes out in sarcasm, and I'm mm-hmm. always sarcastic, so I don't, can't really tell if I'm angry or not. Well, that's not how the anger podcast right now. No. Let's have it next time. Yeah, no. All right, I'm going to work on it. Love you. Take care. Bye. Bye.